Welcome to Retro Media Talk Podcast. Today, we have to talk about this movie because guess what? Summer is at the tail end. It's 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 uh, almost, well, it's going to be August by the time this podcast comes out. We missed July. We should have put this out July, actually maybe June, but it's the big summer movie of 1975. We have to talk about it now before the summer's over. And it's, of course, one of my all-time favorite movies. Let us talk about the most iconic shark movie ever made. Now, let me start off by saying I watched the movie last night. I don't know about you guys, but I watched it in Blu-ray. And let me just tell you, did anybody else watch it in Blu-ray? No. Okay. No, I don't have it. All right, let me let me tell you what, what the Blu-ray transfer was like. The Blu-ray transfer was just incredible. There, it it looked better than some of the movies today. I, I kid you not. The transfer was stunning. Everything was just perfect. The sound, the picture, everything. I highly recommend getting the Blu-ray. Uh, we'll provide a link also in the description where you can get the Blu-ray. But I, I, I got some. Well, first, let me say what I thought about the movie rewatching it because I haven't, I never saw it in Blu-ray, and I watched it. It almost felt like a new movie. I know I say this like a lot, but that movie, when I really pay attention to it, I'm like blown away. I've seen that movie. I don't know how many times, dozens of times. But there did was you, stuff. Did you see it I, at I the drive-in? No, I did not see it at the drive-in. But I will tell you this. When I was four years old, my family went to take me to Disney Disney World down in Florida. And I remember at four years old, I was fascinated with sharks. And I was fascinated with the billboards when we got to Florida. They had billboards of Jaws all over the place. We went down when that movie had just come out and people were freaked out to get into the water. Uh, but I was just fascinated with Jaws, just fascinated. But the problem is, I can't remember the first time I actually watched it. That's the that that's bugs me the most. I remember being at Cooch's house. <laughs> okay, that's that's a, a you know Cooch is a nickname of one of our yeah. friends, and his dad you know had the old HBO. We've talked about it before with the box with the button, the old HBO box, and he would have that movie on every time it was on. And so <laughs> I, I, I mean, it was just hilarious. It was Jaws. I seen that that. Jaws movie so many times over over their house, but at least parts of it. I, I watched another great movie the other night, a, a shark movie. Not great, but pretty damn good. And it, it was that uh, movie that I told you guys to watch called The Reef. There's a sequel that came out. Well, it's on the Shutter channel, whatever. It was pretty good. It had some good suspense, but the only reason I'm bringing that up is there was a lot of shots in Jaws that are comparable to kind of how they film and and when you really watch jaws you know with the way spielberg shot the water and everything uh it really it just amps up the suspense you guys remember the the scene where he goes down under the water checks out the hole you know the 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 hole in uh, in that boat and the head comes out yeah you guys remember that? Oh yeah. yeah. That I, I knew the head was coming out, but it, it still, still got me every freaking time. <laughs> because when you watch it, like you know, with with your stereo up or headphones, that that sound effect that they use, you know, it, it, I forget what they said in the making, or I might I might have it here, but it was like all these screams, you know, that they <laughs> put in there, and that thing just it shocks me every time. The other thing that I noticed was the f- was the flow of the movie because it's a build to the big climax. It's almost like it's almost like Michael Myers stalking, stalking everybody. You see glimpses of the shark, but at the tail end is when you really get the view of the shark. Yeah, I don't think you really see him until an hour in. You know, I was waiting to see. Okay, let's see how fake it looks. I I kid you not, man. I. I think it was amazing what they did. You know, you know it's a robot shark. They made three right. robot sharks. 
Yeah, and what's cool about that, I mean, if you've seen the making, I mean, this was, guys, this was like 1974. How yeah. did they get that to work with that kind of technology? They said it would have cost a million dollars per shark today, and that first shark uh, sank. What do you guys think? Does the movie hold up to you guys, or what? Is Lego on here? Can you hear me? Oh, there yeah, you go. <laughs> I, um, I, it was okay. I mean, I haven't seen this movie probably since, like, 78. I mean, that's probably the last time. 78? Yeah, I, I saw it probably on HBO. Like, that's when I saw it, and I've yeah. never watched it since then. Oh, my gosh. And, <laughs> so uh, you've seen it on a box TV. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, you know, that being said, I mean, it was it was a pretty... It was a pretty good movie. I mean, it's, uh, you know, Roy. Sh- <laughs> I mean, can, you can always, you always know, Lego is the most critical <laughs> one when it comes to movies. He's I struggling. Mean, he's struggling to say. Minute. Wait a minute. I don't think he's too critical of Octopussy though. Yeah. Right. No, it was it was okay. I Just mean, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> for for nineteen seventy five. It you know for what they could what they did in 1975 it was a pretty a pretty good movie but um I mean I'm sure when I saw it when I was young I was probably scared watching the movie but at no time was I like you know nervous or anything and I'm like it's any time now the rubber shark's gonna pop up with his mouth and 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 attack them or whatever but it was okay I mean the acting was good you know Roy Scheider is awesome he's an awesome actor oh yeah he is awesome and. Uh, I, I thought the acting was pretty good, and I thought like the 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 shots, like the location shots and all that kind of stuff, were mm-hmm. were cool. I mean, it was a decent story. I mean, um, the dude that played Quint, I mean, he's a pretty good actor. I, I thought he was a good character and stuff like oh, that. He's hilarious. But I, but I don't really. I mean, the, the the shark seemed pretty realistic for for the time and the era. You know what I mean? It was I've, good. It, it was I'll a good be story. honest, though. I've watched so many shark movies, like tons, recently. You know, and some of the modern shark movies, the CGI just looks so bad. This robot shark looks so much more realistic than some of the CGI sharks that they that they have done in more recent movies. And it just amazes me because it's seventy five. Yeah, yeah, it's no, uh, amazing. I mean, and, and they did cut in real sharks, though. Also, in the in the making, I didn't realize that. Did you guys realize that? Yeah, yeah, I figured, I, I knew that there was. Yeah, a, you could tell, you could tell some shots. Yeah, there was. Some. Yeah, and I didn't know this. Remember that shark that they caught, and they thought it was the the shark, you know, that that was doing all the killing. Right. They said we got the shark. Blah blah blah. That was a real shark. I did not know that. I thought okay. that was a fake shark. They actually, uh, somebody had caught that shark. They had caught it down in Florida, and they sh- they shipped it all the way to the movie set. They said when they, when they filmed that scene, by the time it got to them, the shark smelled so bad, <laughs> it was it was like de- decomposing at that point, and they had to really struggle to film that. Well, I believe that, scene. It. that makes me wonder then uh, the scene where uh, Dreyfus and Schreider go to cut it open. Yeah, if because he was acting like it stunk when he was I cutting know. it open. Yeah. So I wonder if that was just acting or that was still the rotten shark. That That's a good in. question. Yeah, it probably was the rotten shark. Yeah, that is nuts, man. They they actually used a real shark. I. I couldn't believe that. Now, you guys know where this fictional town is supposed to take place, right? Amity, Amity, Amity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't it, know where. I don't know where was it really shot. Somewhere off the coast of California or something? No, it was shot at Martha's Martha's Vineyard. It's supposed to be like a Cape Cod, you know, like off the coast yeah. of Long Island, little town. Well, I thought that was the fict- where Amity was, you know, just the fictitious town was. What do you, what do you mean? That it was off of Martha's Vineyard. Or did they just shoot it there? Well, they shot it there. It's just a fictional town. Okay, then yeah. where was the fictional town, like, supposed to be in the movie then? It, somewhere in Long Island, around there. Which makes sense, because you got 
Amityville house. So I'm thinking maybe somewhere around there, you know, off the some just fictional Cape Cod type of town. I assume Massachusetts, maybe, I guess, because that's where Martha's Vineyard. But I, well, no, not Mass, Massachusetts. That wouldn't make sense. But maybe, maybe around Long Island, I guess. Maybe, maybe there's a, I don't know. I got one it's question. Little, yeah. Has anybody read the book? I have the book still, but I've never fully read it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read it either. I mean, I'm. But I'm I still have it. Yeah, I still have it. But I, I don't. They, I don't see the the book could be exciting. Well, be the book, the book, I guess, actually had Richard Dreyfus dying in it, so he actually dies in the cage, gets eaten up. But I'm glad they changed that because that that was great that he survived it. And, I mean, uh, they, they might as well have just killed him off because I started watching Jaws 2 right after, and, you know, they try, they pretty much wrote him out of the story saying he was on his exploration boat and he couldn't be reached for, you know, for their new problem in Jaws 2. So so they might as well just killed him off, honestly. I mean, well, well yeah, but, I mean, he was such a good character, I thought. He, he was funny, and yeah, I liked that they both, two of those guys survived, and then they're, you know, swimming back to to shore and just chit-chatting away you know but yeah. I, I i love the ending i really do you uh, did you like the like what when they're when they're just paddling to shore on that raft or i thought the ending was so intense because i was looking at the time and it's it ran like two hours and four minutes or something or something like that the movie does and i'm thinking oh my gosh man um if you look at the time, you're thinking, how are they going to fit this ending in so quick? Because he's like, you know, the boat's sinking, and he's uh, getting ready to shoot, you know, Jaws, and and uh, you only got a couple minutes left. Cause it's not like today. The credits ran, the credits run today for like five minutes. And I'm thinking, holy cow, are they going to just... I know how it ends, but, I mean, if you're watching the time, you're like, how are they going to wrap this this up and in the amount of time you know because well, it's just bam 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 well yeah and, when it came out though nobody knew when the movie was going to end so well it ended how they wanted well yeah i guess i don't but, know you know I, when you think about it though because I, I i watched it over the course of like two or three days yeah and you know basically by the time the three of them get on the on the on the boat the orca or whatever i mean that's literally almost half of the movie it's almost like the last hour really yeah, that's so how it's long the, it's the last act. Yeah, I mean they're they're on there for almost half the movie. Yeah, which is, but there's no real slow times. Uh, the only slow times you have are like funeral for the kid. No, I mean like on the boat though. Yeah, oh, the, only, yeah. the only slow Quentin time I, on the boat was the, when they're showing each other their scars. The scars, and stuff. right? Yeah, yeah and that but was, and they sing did, that goofy song. Did you know that he Quint? Uh, Asked Spielberg to be more authentic. That if he could, he have a few drinks before shooting that uh, scene. And I guess he showed up drunk out of his mind. They had to they had to <laughs> carry him off the set, and they had to shoot the next day. <laughs> and I guess he apologized to Spielberg, like, hey, "I'm sorry, I got so drunk." <laughs> oh, I, I thought, man, that's pretty funny because when you watch that scene, you really think. You know, he really looks like he's been drinking. <laughs> and right. I guess he was, but man, he really got tore up the first time they tried to film that that scene. But uh, yeah, so you guys know that Spielberg had a lot of problems getting this movie oh, filmed. Yeah. It was just almost near impossible. Yeah, he he said that he would never film on the water ever again. Yeah, and I always thought there was only one mechanical shark, but like I said, there was three. I did not know that. But I think they were like partial sharks. There was a full-size one, and then there was... Just like two heads, A left and right right side shot, yeah, uh, sharks. So you got to... Now, did any of those sharks, were there any of those sharks, the sharks that they ended up taking to Universal Studios? I don't know, man, because that... I'll be honest. I like that that ride at Universal Studios. I think that is a really good ride, and that shark looks pretty damn good. I think. 
So my big question is for the ending, right? Spoiler alert, right? The shark gets blown up with an oxygen tank. Yeah. But so he he you know, he chucks that tank, you know, at the last minute into the in into the shark's mouth and the shark takes off. I mean, why why was the shark just like hanging out like, "Hey, let me just keep this oxygen tank in my mouth." Well, I tank. think I think it got so lodged that he knew the the shark couldn't well i guess he didn't know for sure but he he assumed that the shark wasn't going to be able to get the tank out of his mouth that easily but yeah i know it but hey you know it's a movie right well <laughs> did, yeah did, you're questioning like i did goonies with the t- <laughs> well only because like i t- said he just he just pitched it into his mouth yeah. then, then the shark backs off disappears in the water and right. then you know he comes back later charging at the boat and so how does he even assume that the tank is still right there because you couldn't yeah. see well, you it you can see it you can see it when he charges forward yeah but you he can see it stuck but, in there but he climbed up onto that that whatever the the crow's nest thing already thinking in his mind that thing's going to be hanging out of his mouth and i'm going to shoot it with the gun and blow him up <laughs> i don't but know you, if he was thinking that you but, gotta you gotta admit though that that that's just 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 one hell of a way to end a end a movie with that line, you know. Smile, you son of a boom, you know. I mean, come on, that was that was classic. But I like it better that they just didn't end it after Jaws blew up because I knew I wasn't going to get anything like you know the town seeing them come back and you know. Yeah, you got the shark, and you know this big celebration. Right. I knew they weren't going to go that far, which would be, which would have been cool. But yeah, it would have been too long, probably for the for the theaters back then or the budget. I don't know. Another I, question I, is, yeah. what was what, what was Richard Dreyfus doing down there for twenty minutes? Yeah, that's what I want to know. <laughs> well, like, it wasn't twenty minutes. Maybe well. he was scared crapless, you know. I I think he was hiding out down there because I mean, hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's got this this huge uh I mean how did he know it was time to killing come up? machine after him but he he maybe could uh, he probably could have seen what was going on still you there know? Yeah Okay so Okay so we can agree that um Okay well I don't know So do you like the ending or did you want more for that Lego. Well, I mean, I mean, I think it was appropriate, right? I mean, they yeah. they they had to, they had to kill the shark, and you knew they weren't you you knew that they weren't going to kill off everybody, right? Right, right. You knew the shark wasn't going to live. You knew the shark was going to die, and you knew they weren't going to kill off everybody. But I mean, honestly, I'd forgotten about Richard Dreyfus underneath the water. I'd be like, oh well, he must have ran out of air or something, because mm. I mean, he was gone for. Literally 15 minutes. I mean, we didn't see him. Did you guys catch that guy in the beginning of the movie drinking the beer? It was Falstaff. You remember Falstaff? No. Vaguely. (laughs) Yeah, my my grandpa used to have some of the Falstaff. uh, Well, that's that's the cool thing about movies of that time period. You know, when when I watched that movie, I love watching for stuff in the background. Yes. Because yeah. it's things that you we don't see anymore. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's why I love period pieces. Mhm. Hey, what one thing that's cool about uh, what I just I saw on the news like a month ago. You remember the two kids that played the joke with the with the cardboard fin? Yeah. And he says, "He made me do it" or you know whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, that kid was actually like his dad was like the the chief of police on Martha's Vineyard or I think it's Oaks something I don't know if that's like a part of Martha's Vineyard or whatever but he was just named chief of Oak Bluffs he was just named police chief of Oak Bluffs 47 years after after he filmed that scene so he's actually a, a the chief of police he never went the route of a hollywood actor i thought that was pretty cool but his name was jonathan searle and that was just on the uh, on the uh, news like a month ago hmm. pretty cool little little story um but i know that uh you know through half the half the movie the shark didn't work yeah 
And so, thankfully, they could film, you know, all the other scenes first on land. Yeah, that's true. Um, they, they were set to release Jaws at Christmas. Now, how depressing is that? Yeah, that would have sucked. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, man, you're not going to scare anybody at Christmas time. You know, from the water, I think that was awesome that they released it uh, June, was it 20? Wait, I had that information. Uh, well, it came out like June 20th, I think, 1975. So right before the summer. And how, how about the how about the mayor? I mean, the, the mayor was like the complete like dick in the movie. Right? Oh, Larry! Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that guy's money hilarious. grubbing. Yeah, he was he was hilarious. But yeah, <laughs> he's a great actor. I'm though. not gonna let that little Kinzer kid fall out of that shark. Okay, so what was your feeling walking away from the 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 movie Lego? Just yeah, it's okay, or it was awesome, or it, yeah. it was a good movie. I mean, okay. it's not like, wow, that's one of the greatest movies I've ever seen in my entire life. And, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think, I think of further, like I said, for a movie from that time, it's pretty awesome what they did. You know, it was a good story. And like I said, you know, they had some good actors in there, good acting. And, okay, uh, okay, so where did you watch it and how did you watch it? Um, I watched it on Tubi. Okay, so you had commercials. Uh, only one, only, only one. one. So it wasn't that bad. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was probably in high def on 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 Tubi, right? It looked like it, honestly. Okay. I mean, the picture All looked right. really good. All right. Well, that's cool. Okay, because I was I was saying, I was thinking since I've seen it in so many t- uh, different formats, VHS, DVD, whatever. For some reason, this Blu-ray just looks stunning, and I, I, I wish they'd do all seventies and. 80s movies this good and and so i to me it was a fresh new experience plus i had the stereo up uh loud but yeah i mean i enjoyed it because like i said i haven't seen this movie probably in you know 40 years you know what i mean so yeah i i didn't remember i didn't remember anything about the story literally anything the line we're gonna need a bigger boat which is one of the most famous lines in the movie did you guys know it was ad-libbed by yeah. Roy schneider okay yeah. cool i didn't know that i just found that out it was interesting too that the boat was called orca and then yeah. what probably like a year or two later they came out with that movie orca yeah and i do love that movie orca but yeah you're right um that that oh and the the most interesting thing I found out is because another Spielberg movie that I absolutely love is Duel that came out before Jaws yes and he didn't want to do the movie after like he wanted to do the movie then he didn't want to do the movie because he thought it would be a uh, a replica of his movie Duel but in water but then he changed his mind when. When people are, I guess, the crew or something was so supportive. But, yeah, I didn't know that. I mean, I mean. Duel is a good movie. Duel is just that that semi is chasing that guy in the car. Yeah, it's like Jaws on the road, you know. It's it's one of those great chase movies, you know, where those somebody in a car stalking somebody, you know, like Joyride or Maximum Overdrive. Um, well, that was, uh, that was like, they, they, they were like, Maximum Overdrive was like, uh, Supernatural cars or whatever, or Super, you know, they were like, it was like Christine or something, you know. Do you remember that one part in Duel, though, where the, the truck comes up from under the ground? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, come on. I I don't know about (laughs) that, yeah. Um, but probably the best movie like Duel is is like breakdown you guys seen that one breakdown with kurt russell oh yeah. yes yeah. that's a great movie that kind of reminds me of duel you know those you know those typical crazy driver movies you know I right mean, i don't know but yeah the uh i guess charlton heston was considered for the role 
Which for for who? For Brody. Yeah, I mean, well, I can't I argue with that. that. I mean, I do love Charlton Heston, but you know, I didn't know if you guys knew that that one. I didn't know that, but I I, I don't I don't know if I'd have liked it as much because I, I think yeah, I'm with Lego. I, I think I think uh, Roy Scheider's uh, you know mm-hmm. he's good for the parties and he's uh, like I said he's a really good really good actor. Yeah, but back then, I mean, Charlton Heston was a lot younger. I think he could have pulled it off like he did, you know, Soylent Green. I love that movie. That was about probably around the same time, I think. Or was it? Close. Yeah, probably. I don't know. That's a good question. Should we look that that up? <laughs> I, just, I, just, I actually just watched Soylent Green not too long ago. Probably in the past six months. Have you seen that one, Mike? No. You got to see it. <laughs> it's an awesome one. Okay, it, was, it came out in 73. So two years, two years before Jaws. Great movie. You got to see it. Okay, Lego. Um, you asked if the shark ended up at Universal, which I don't know, but it does say the 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 boat did. The boat ended up at Universal Studios in Hollywood, hmm. not Florida, but then I seen it. Yeah, you saw there. it. Yeah. Oh wait, <laughs> hold on a minute. One day in 1996. When Spielberg went to visit the Orca, he discovered it, it had disappeared. According to Spielberg, a Universal Studios employee had decided to chop up the mildewed and termite-infested boat. All that remains now is a steering <laughs> steering wheel and propeller and the anchor. Well, that's a oh. sad, sad part of the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you still see it? You were you were there before '96. I, I was there in '94, so yeah, oh, I got okay. to. You got to. I see got it. to go on the ride, and okay. see. I enjoyed see the, the ride too. Boat. <laughs> yeah, the I have termite. to. You know what? I have to go back and look at my recording and see if I got the boat in there. Yeah, man. He uh, Spielberg says that Jaws was my Vietnam. I guess I guess it was just so so hard of a movie to do, which may account for they've never been able to outdo a Jaws movie, the, right. the original. Like I said, I started watching Jaws two right after. Oh, I and, love uh, Jaws two. And I was actually going to say that I actually am enjoying Jaws two more than I am. The original. Wow. Well, Jaws 2 is a good one. At first, I was like, (sighs) it was a little unrealistic with the helicopter. But you know what? It really isn't because in South Africa, those great whites do jump out of the water. You've seen those? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. So I guess they do. But but when I was younger watching it, I thought, that's stupid. That shark ain't going to come out and grab that helicopter. The best thing about Jaws 2 is that Williams did the score for it. And that one, I actually listened to that one more than the first one. But they're both great. Oh, yeah. You know, let's talk about the music because (laughs) the music cracked me up because when Spielberg first heard Williams do that score. Yeah, I know the story you're going to (laughs) tell. He hated it. He thought he hated it. And then he apologized to him later after. <laughs> yeah, you can see that. There's a movie out that is really good. You can, I think it's still on Amazon Prime. It's called Score. Oh, oh yeah, and Score. Yeah, yeah. It is amazing. And yeah. there's, a, there's the scene where he's playing that dun, 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 on the piano. And he's like, no, John, that's not the theme. And he's like, it is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And he's just like, you, the look on his face is hilarious. That's funny. Yeah, so and now, you know, without that, I mean, the it's not as scary, you know what I right, mean? Everybody right. knows that theme. It's yeah, yeah, it's yeah, that's what makes it scary. It's like the it's like the theme for um for Halloween. Without exactly. without that without that music, the the movie's not even remotely scary. Right. And I think, you know, Jaws is like probably the most iconic of like that kind of scary themes i would yeah you said it halloween has got to be number two well yeah halloween jaws the exorcist everything that came out of the 70s seemed like it just had and star wars just had 
the most amazing theme songs, you know, that when you hear the song, you know what movie it is. Right. But yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you, but I, I almost think they're all tied in a way. Maybe not yeah. The Exorcist, but I mean, Tubular Bells, that's a freaking, that's a scary theme. Uh, you know? Psycho. Psycho, yep, but that was before. Yeah, uh, seven, but it's I mean. still, you know, it's iconic. Everybody knows it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Everybody knows it. And it's weird that no other movie after that, except for some in the 80s, have ever been able to to uh, have a score so memorable. A theme, you know, like horror theme. Right. It's weird. There's, I mean, I would say I would say Friday the 13th a little bit. Well, Friday know, 13th, the 13th, of course, but that was the 80s. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Friday the 13th, but nothing past like 90s. Nothing no. past the 90s. It's uh-uh. weird. It's just like drops. It's like I can't think of any horror films that had a theme so catchy that you know the movie. I mean, Halloween, come on, man. I mean, that's like that's like the soundtrack to the season. <laughs> you know. And uh when you when you get a, like a horror compilation uh, CD or whatever, they're always going to have Jaws and Halloween and uh, I, I guess The Shiny had a kind of cool little theme to it. So, so you consider but Jaws a horror movie? Jaws is definitely a horror film. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Really? On uh, IMDb, it says adventure thriller. Well, I would say it's a horror film because. It, I mean, come on! That I mean, Jaws scared the crap out of people in '75. Well, you got a yeah. point. Yeah. I mean, a- just because it's a horror film doesn't mean it's like gonna scare the crap out of you. But you know, it's right. it's a horror film. Yeah, I mean, I guess you you, you can. I mean, a lot of just- thrillers are kind of horror films too, but it's a horror yeah. thriller, I think. Okay, going back to the music, there's a scene where they start putting the shark cage together. Yeah. And that whole montage is called the shark cage fugue. Mm-hmm. Well, in 94, um, when I got to see Williams in concert, he played that track. And it, it sounded like it was just right off the disc. I mean, it was amazing. Wow. Hey, Retro Media Talk listeners, we have a special for you. If you want to get 10% off at Zavvi.com, Z-A-V-V-I.com, then check out my exclusive coupon code, Steve-R, that's the letter R, 45U, and that's the letter U. So Steve-R45U. Zavi carries a wide range of pop culture merchandise, everything from exclusive Blu-rays, all kinds of gaming stuff, music, anime, Funko, Hasbro, Lego, all kinds of brands, all kinds of horror stuff. And the best part about it is they got a flat rate shipping. $5.99 flat rate shipping. Zavi, Z-A-V-V-I.com. Use my coupon code, get 10% off. Steve-R, that's the letter R, 45U, and that's the letter U. So Steve-R45U. You guys are going to love shopping at Zavi. But I I just noticed here, um, the, the budget for the movie was only $7 million dollars. And they That's made incredible. their opening weekend in the U.S. They made seven million sixty-one thousand dollars. So they made they made their money back on opening weekend. Wow, wow! For that, yeah. See, that's amazing. And it grossed two hundred, yeah. almost two hundred sixty-one million. So that was a huge haul. In that, in how how long when it was when it was on in theaters. It just says a gross U.S. and Canada two hundred and sixty-one mm-hmm. million. Uh, and and I mean that that's and who knows what they've grossed on 
you know, DVD, VHS. Right, VHS, DVD, Blu-ray. Gosh, I can't even imagine. So, I mean, that explains why they they kept on churning out the sequels. Yeah, and I haven't seen those sequels forever, except for uh, maybe Jaws 2. But I, I, I just watched Jaws 3 last year. I saw uh, it like last year too. Yeah. Don't waste your time. Well, I mean, I, I bet you, I bet you it was cool in 3D. That's what I want to watch it in. Yeah, I remember seeing it in the theater in 3D, and I never got to go to see that in 3D, which really disappoints me. I don't know what the heck I was doing because it wasn't rated R. I think it was PG, wasn't it, or PG? Yeah, I, I, it. it I don't think it was. No, I don't think it was rated R. No, because PG. Because they were trying to give Jaws an R rating, and back there, back then, that would have been a a, a bad deal, I guess. Right. Because you don't want an R rating. And uh, nowadays, it doesn't even matter. But Jaws, yeah, it, uh, they almost gave it an R rating when that when that that leg got bit off, and then it kind of sinks to the bottom. Yeah, I guess that was the part they almost gave it an R rating. Okay. What else can we quickly talk about? Um, uh, I just ordered the Jaws vinyl today. Did you really? Yeah. That's cool. Oh, let's talk about the, the cover art, the poster art. Can yeah, we all agree that's one of the most most uh, epic posters in, in movie history? It's really good. Uh, there's different versions of it. You know, you see one with more of the greener water, and then there's some with the bluer water. I just remember as a kid seeing that shark coming from the deep, you know, heading for that naked uh, <laughs> girl swimming. And I just, it always just that. Put a smile on your face? Yeah, but it, it was just like. The most scary-looking cover I think I had ever seen because I'm I'm freaked out on the ocean. I'll be, I'll I'll admit it, man. I mean, I had a moray eel come at me one time, and I thought I was going to have a heart attack. But um, the ocean scares the crap out of me. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And that's what I think I love about Jaws is I don't care. If sharks usually don't attack you, attack you or not, just seeing a shark in the water, if I was in the water, would probably give me a heart attack. <laughs> I mean, just something that you can't you can't see below you, especially you know mm -hmm. the, the whole the whole thing about you know you're just you're waiting in water and and at any moment something can grab your feet and pull you under, just freaks the living crap out of me yeah yeah but they I'm, do say and, and the and what they they said in the movie but it's also true that most sharks attack about you know what 10 meters from the shore and about three four foot of water yeah it's right? true it's true yeah probably because there's a lot more splashing maybe going on towards shore i don't know it's it's and you think about it when you go when you go like uh, you go on vacation and you go to the ocean. That's where you go. You go out about ten meters and you're about four foot deep in the water. You're not going out very far because you, you're thinking in your mind, "I'm not going to go out too far. I don't want to get. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't want anything. I don't want anything to happen to me. Right? Yeah. But really, it's probably the worst thing you can do. I know. It, it's true, but it seems like every time I get in the ocean, which hasn't been for a long time, I'm always stepping on something that moves. And it oh, yeah. freaks the hell out of me. I think I, I, I might have stepped on a stingray one time, and it, it just shot out. I mean, I jumped so far in the air out of the water and screamed like a little girl. It was, it was embarrassing. Yeah, that, that happened to me in uh, uh, Belize. I was in Belize, and I, you know, waist deep water, and something big like brushed against my leg, oh. and and yeah, I, I about shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, surpri I'm surprised a turd just didn't bloop and just float up right next to me. It scared the crap out of me. No, man. And then about 30 minutes later, I got stung by a jellyfish. Oh, oh. yeah. A jellyfish, man. They freaked me out, dude. We used to surf in the kelp beds because supposedly the sharks don't like to go through them. 
But there's a scene, I don't know if it's in the first one or the second one, where they specifically show the shark going through a kelp bed. Really? Yeah. Uh, my mom used to, uh, I remember when I was real little, she had put on a t-shirt for me the Jaws iron-on transfer. Yep. I had one of those patches, too. It was the coolest thing. Oh, yeah, I know, man. I had a jacket with it on. I, oh, I, nice. I, I'm surprised you don't remember. You got a, you got a good memory when we were younger. But Yeah, but we didn't start hanging out till like, junior high. Yeah, it probably was too. Maybe she didn't iron it on. Maybe I, but I have that patch somewhere. Unless she, t unless I Maybe took she it just off the jacket it on there. If it was yeah. a patch, she could have sewed it too. Yeah, I gotta find that because I know I have it somewhere. I don't throw nothing away usually. I don't throw anything away. I, I might sell it though. <laughs> That's my problem. I sell something, and then oh, why'd I sell regrets? This? I got regrets all the time. What's interesting? You said that it cost eight million to make seven million. Okay, I don't know. This one says it wound up costing eight million to make, so I don't know what's what's huh. accurate. But anyway, it doesn't matter. It's the film's initial budget was. Did you say three million? Three point five million. Uh, it wasn't me. I don't know, but yeah, I think I think somebody said that. Oh okay. Oh, I got a question. The well, do you? I don't. I don't remember if it's. Well, hold on, yeah. Gallus. <laughs> raise your hand. <laughs> All right, hang on. I was just reading the equivalent of thirty-five million in today's dollars was eight million back then. Compare that with Pirates of Caribbean. It says three hundred and forty-one point eight million budget, and Titanic cost two hundred ninety-four point three million. That's unreal. And Jaws only cost eight million, which would have been thirty-five million. So that was actually a low-budget film. Yeah, yeah it was. I did, I was just reading that. And I was like, oh my gosh, wow. But anyway, go ahead, Mike. I don't remember if it's in the first one or the second one, but do you guys remember the uh, the video game that he's playing? I was trying oh. to figure out what that was. I know. I. The game is remember. called Shark Attack. Oh, ooh, ooh, yeah, Shark Attack. You're right. I remember seeing that on the on the side or something of the arcade, or maybe it was something like. I remember seeing that now. But was that a real game then? Yes, it's a real game. Okay, that's why I was wondering if that was a real game. Yeah, you can actually download the meme for it. Okay. Uh, see, Roy Schneider, the actor who did the leading role obviously i'm just reading happened upon in happened upon it by coincidence at a party he heard spielberg describing the scene where the shark leaps up onto the boat and immediately asks for the role in the film so he he heard spielberg talking about the shark leaping up on the boat and immediately asked for a role in the film isn't that funny? Hmm. I guess he was at the right party. Yeah, right party. <laughs> Take a I, break. I guess Peter Benchley, he talks about writing that book, and uh, I don't know, he said somebody only had $300 in his account or something, and they were auctioning it to the movie studios. And I forget what it went for, but it went for quite a bit of money. He was like, ah, oh, I was real excited because... I only had like three hundred dollars in my account or something. Three hundred. I didn't know he's the re he's the reporter in there. Oh, yes. he is. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. According to IMDb, they they uh, yeah, he said he's the interviewer. Oh man, that's funny. Yeah, that's a good little tip. I didn't know that. Uh, you kind of you you look through the list, the cast of the ones that aren't credited, and they got the fat lady. They have um, hippie on beach, screaming swimmer, girl in music store. Oh, that's one thing. One of the deleted scenes. One of the deleted scenes that I absolutely love is where Quint goes in to a music store. 
and he buys piano cord for his fishing line. Oh, no way. That's fine. Yeah, that's what he was using. Oh, wow. They should have left that in there. Yeah. I mean, I watched a few things, and I, I watched, did you ever see some of the outtakes? There's not many, but there's one scene <laughs> where he's where Roy's trying to shoot the shoot the gun, um, and it it would not shoot, and he's getting pissed. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, "It won't shoot! It won't! Fo- it won't shoot!" And it just keep doing it over and over and over. Finally, he's like, "It won't shoot! This mother ever! <laughs> this mother ever won't shoot!" <laughs> I don't know. You have to see it if you get a chance. It's pretty funny. I forget the exact uh, uh, thing he said, but man, it was this, eh, mother effer won't shoot or something. <laughs> you, said, you said you watched. You said you watched the making, right? I, I started it. It was okay. like two hours. Did they clean that up, or is it just right off the disc DVD? I don't think they. I don't think they cleaned that one up. It might be in, it, I think it's in 1080p, but I don't think they did any kind of remastering. It looked kind of, kind so of they, dated. They probably just upconverted it. Yeah, I would say so. But yeah, I gotta re, I gotta watch the whole thing because it was really interesting. It was like the crew. Do you know the crew named the 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 shark flaws and the <laughs> great white turd. Or the Great White Turd. That was their that was their their name because the the movie was had so many problems. Well, yeah, I mean, when you're making a movie and the shark never works. Yeah. Can you imagine what those people think now? It's like, man, we were on the most epic shark movie of all time. Just a, a, a just a huge part of history in 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 Hollywood. And we thought that movie was... They probably thought it was going to be a B movie. They, yeah, maybe. I just know that there's that iconic picture of Spielberg like sitting in the mouth of the shark. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you remember uh, when Roy Schneider was looking through that shark book? Yeah. I had that book. Really? And I don't know what happened to it. I got to look around because I was like, I have that same book on sharks, and I don't know. And I think I saw that recently at a thrift shop, and I said, I got that book, and I never picked it up. I'm Uh kicking myself for it, but I don't know. It could could still be there. I don't know. I got to find it, though. But yeah, I was like, I did not notice that the whole time. You know, almost wow. what forty? Well, forty-seven years, I guess. Yeah, somewhere around f- there. But yeah, that movie had a big impact on my on my life. Um, it definitely, definitely made me afraid of the ocean. <laughs> Still, do you? Did any one of you watch the other movie that Robert Shaw's in called The Deep? I love The Deep. Yeah, I did love the deep. I don't know. I haven't I, seen it in so long. But. I saw it like, you know, same thing. I probably thirty years ago. Yeah, I've only seen it on like TV. It was like they were looking for treasure. I just there's a scene in there with a moray eel that used to scare the crap out of me when I was younger. I think it jumped out of something, which makes me afraid of moray eels too because I seen one in real life that. <laughs> 1977. That was coming after me. <laughs> They're scary in real oh, life. Oh, guess guess who wrote it? Uh, Peter Benchley, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He 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 wrote that. I remember. I had Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. Yeah. I have it on DVD somewhere. Oh, we might have to watch this one. They got the the song was done by Donna Summer, and John Barry did the score. What's the synopsis? Does it say right there? Uh, let's see here. Because I kept thinking there was like pirates a or something. A pair of young vacationers are involved in a dangerous conflict with treasure hunters when they discover a way into a deadly wreck in Bermuda waters, featuring extended underwater sequences and a look into the affairs of treasure hunting. 
There was another movie with Michael Caine and pirates, and the kid gets kidnapped and brainwashed mm. by these pirates. Oh, the island. I think that was written by Peter Benchley, too. You guys remember that one? Mm-mm. Uh, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I've never seen it. Yeah, the island. It was another water one that I... Oh, Louis Gossett Jr.'s in there. Which one? The Deep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, The Island came out in like 80. Yeah, it was uh, written by... Wait, director Michael Richard. Yeah, written by Peter Benchley. Yeah, another one. Yeah, so he had a whole, I don't know, string of water movies after that, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I do know when the movie came out, I don't know if you guys remember it, but um, they actually had a, a licensed toy, and it was a big shark. Yes. And you put all this, you put all this junk in his mouth. I had and it. turns yes. fishing it out with a hook. And that, that game the, used to freak me out, too. That was the coolest <laughs> game. It was awesome. I, <laughs> I, ended up, I ended up rebuying it for my kid uh, when he was young. Did you? And he, he had no interest in it. Yeah. Oh, so um, man, but what happened to it? Uh, I might still have it in his in his closet, or I might have got rid of it. I don't remember. Uh, I got it. You you reminded me of something. I have to start looking for at a thrift store because <laughs> I I love that toy. That game. Yeah. It was awesome. It used to get me every time. Dang it. They it was kind of s- like Operation. It was like oh yeah, you know, <laughs> steady hand. <laughs> they have a- the, the the jaw was just. It had rubber bands on it, so yeah. as the weight got less and less, it would yeah, it would yep. snap. Or yeah, they have a similar one now that my son has called Shark Attack, and you have to like pull these things out of it, and it's it's just like plastic, and it can close on you. Wow, did did you guys ever play the Jaws? Remember the Jaws game? Oh, for the NES. Yes. Oh heck yeah! That's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. We I know you played it. Um, did Lego? You ever play it? Do you remember it? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a great game. Go ahead, and tell us about it's, it. It's it's really simple. I mean, it really is simple. You basically have to move your boat from one port to the next port, and if you do that, you power up. So. What stops you is you either hit something or you run into the shark because he's chasing you. And then you have to collect these conch shells. And the more conch shells you get, um, that fuels your power up in the ports. And you have to watch out. The crabs make you go faster. And then there's like little sharks that come at you and these jellyfish that dance like all over the place. And it gets really hard. But what you do is you just move from port to port, and then eventually you get a tracker so you can figure out where the shark is. And then you can get a sub, and then eventually what you do is once you get powerful enough, you just hit them with, like, one shot, and it kills them. It's a lot of fun, though. I mean, it I mean, is I, I remembered. I remember. I, was, I got frustrated at that game a lot. It's It gets really hard. But the cool thing is with the new mini systems, like the NES Mini, you can save it anytime you want. And if you die, you can go back to that save point, and it makes it so much easier. Yeah. Dude, I was just reading. I did not know this. But did you guys know Peter Benchley was kicked off the set after protesting the change to it to his novel, which was the ending? <laughs> I didn't know mm. that. Uh uh-uh. uh It says the shark was supposed to die from blood loss while circling Brody. Spielberg changed this to the famous explosion scene. But not everybody agreed with his decision. And then Peter eventually was p- <laughs> kicked off for protesting it. <laughs> I think that would have been a terrible ending. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I agree. I like the I like the explosion. I know Lego's kinda <laughs> in the, <laughs> on the fence. In the fence, yeah, on the fence. Yeah. <laughs> but I I'd, I don't think uh, dying of blood loss, I think that would have been lame. Artist Roger yeah. Castell originally 
designed the film's iconic poster. The swimmer in the poster was a model he was sketching for an ad in Good Housekeeping. Really? He, he asked her to stay a little longer and lie on a stool in a swimming position. <laughs> was she naked? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I didn't know that one. Oh, the beachgoers in the 4th of July scene didn't need much prodding to get them out of the water when he was... When the supposed shark attack occurred, the ocean temperature that day in June was 64 degrees. Ouch. Yeah. They oh. paid the Martha Vineyard extras $64 each, and all they had to do was run across the... They ran across the beach and screamed during the shark attack scene. Man, can you imagine being in that movie as an extra? I mean, I would have I would have paid them... <laughs> <laughs> to be an extra. <laughs> I got right. I got to talk real quick. I got to talk about my favorite scene in the whole movie. Oh yeah, and go ahead. Go ahead. It's the 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 most iconic shot. I think a lot of movies have done this since. It's it's that scene it's that shot of Brody where the camera's moving in and the lens is zooming out. So it creates that effect I love that it's that. lighting. Yes, yes. And with the music is done like perfect to that yeah. scene. Yeah. And that that's got to be the, one of the best shots in the whole whole film. Yeah, that's a great shot. I, I thought of that last night. I was like, man, that is just so clever, you know. Gosh, and I yeah, you know, you they they teach you how to do it. It's right. You got to be really steady, but you can pull it off. I've done it before. It looks really cool. Yeah, that's amazing, man. That that was a great shot. I wonder how long it took them to like. You know, getting those barrels. Those barrels keep popping up and stuff. Yeah. I bet that was uh, kind of a hassle to drag those things under and get them to pop up. I know. So they probably had, they were using some kind of me mechanical device. I don't know if it's some, some kind of like, uh, what do you call those Submarine? things? Submarine? Yeah, something like uh, where those divers used to, to I, I don't know. I don't know if it, like jet propelled type stuff. I'm sure they were. It was so I wonder like that. if that was the stuff that was shot in the tank. Then there's no way, unless it was shallow water, they'd be able to do that in the ocean. Okay, so it looks the Brody House was shot. Vineyard Haven, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's and so Vineyard. was the Amity Police Department. Most of the town, it looks like it was all shot there. Yeah. I was telling you, there's, there's a lot of good insights in, in these two books. I'll mm -hmm. share a link in, in the description, but I ordered the one. I just saw snippets of it, wow. but the Jaws Memories book, and then uh -huh. there's the Jaws Log, L-O-G, Expanded <laughs> Log. Edition. <laughs> Shooting script, I don't know why it's called that but i don't know there's a lot of a lot of good tidbits in there because i guess benchley original originally titled the book silence in the deep and then had like 200 possible titles and when they the title jaws was the only one both peter benchley and his editors agreed upon i mean just that and then i guess spielberg thought it was about dentistry or something or about a dentist <laughs> really? and i'm thinking man jaws that is just a great name it's simple well, it's it's awesome i think you know you know who shows up i think it was i think it's octopussy but you know who shows up jaws shows up in that i think i don't know if he's in that one. Oh, jaws and yeah in, in the in bond movies yeah i always thought that was crazy how that guy was called jaws you know yeah with with the big braces <laughs> jaws. i was like why did they use that name I didn't get that. Well, he had metal teeth. I mean, Jaws, teeth. what was the first movie, though, Jaws? Uh, we're talking about a character in the Bond movies named Jaws with these big metal braces or teeth or whatever he had on him. What Bond movie did he first appear in? I'm trying to find it. Okay, he first appeared in The Spy Who Loved Me. What year was that? That was 1977. Okay, so it's like they... 
it was almost like they took the movie Jaws and put his name on Jaws. It was kind of because I mean you could have you could have picked other names. But you know what? A lot of those movies um, were based on the book by uh, what's his name. So he probably already had created the character before they made that movie. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, Maybe. it could be. Could Guess be. what? There's only three appearances. He didn't show up in Octopussy. Oh. He was a Moonraker. I know that. It was, yes. It was Spy Who Loved Me, then Moonraker, and then For Your Eyes Only. Was he a wrestler or something? Or what was he? He was big. Uh, he was a big let's dude. Let's see here. Moonsnaker? He looked big. I mean, okay. So in the in the novel, this guy was a hoodlum named Saul Horo Horowitz. Oh, so not even John. So that no, it wasn't even. (laughs) Oh, this is hilarious. It says in the in the initial script for the Spy Who Loved Me concluded with Jaws being killed by a shark. Oh, after a rough test screening, Jaws was so well liked that the scene was changed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's hilarious. Richard Kyle. How big was that guy? Because he, he's big. He seven foot. Oh seven, my gosh. Almost seven two, three hundred and fifteen pounds. Dang. Jeez. What did and he do was... before that? Is he a re- I mean, he looks like a wrestler to me. I mean he's like yeah. he's like that giant. Uh what's what's his name? Andre the Giant? Yeah, he's he he's like Andre Giant size. Uh, he was a vac. He was a door-to-door vacuum cleaner salesman, a nightclub <laughs> bouncer. Oh, n- and, nightclub bouncer. And also a cemetery plot salesman. <laughs> oh oh wow, wow. Well, one of his quotes, I, I, I just looked him up. He goes, "Not only God did God deliver me from the bondage of alcoholism, He also blessed my family financially because of my commitment to honor." what he had done for me and not for and not and for not doing what I believed could possibly be destructive to others. I don't know, that's pretty cool. So he hmm. he was uh he was an uh, alcoholic I guess at one point. Oh he was in the pilot dude of Incredible Hulk. I don't even remember. He said he was in one scene and he was uncredited. Oh he was? Oh my gosh. I wonder if that guy, he has to be, he's probably dead now, isn't he? He was also in the Inspector Gadget movie, and he played famous big guy with silver teeth. Really? Nah. That had to hurt your teeth, man, them big metal things. I mean, maybe they had it protected with some rubber or something, but, man, that had to be miserable, keeping those teeth in. (laughs) Oh, he died in 2014. Ah, oh, that's sad. Poor guy. Well, we got off a track a little bit, but right. Yeah, but it's Jaws, it's related. Right? It's, it's, it's related still related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he is Jaws. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Yeah, see, I mean, you learn something all the time. Hey guys, do you want to get an exclusive ten percent off? entertainment earth this is the most abundant pop culture merchandise site on the net you gotta check it out everything from action figures collectibles exclusives all kinds of toys you have to check this out guys and you can get an exclusive 10% off with our coupon code and special URL all put together at popenvyshop.com popenvyshop.com If it doesn't work the first time, just refresh with our link at popenvyshop.com Everything in your cart should go down to 10% off. Alright guys, well we really appreciate you listening to Retro Media Talk. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Jaws, talking about Jaws. Uh, I really love the film. I always will. It, it, it's a really special film to, to me. Check out the movie and uh, yeah, Dr. if you Pussy. yeah, if you haven't seen the movie, uh, I'm sorry. We might have spoiled something for you, but but uh, I hope anybody listening to this podcast, for the most part, have seen the movie. Thanks for listening, to Retro Media Talk. We'll see you uh, next time. 
Please like our Facebook page and please subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Red Circle. You can also check us out on YouTube via Craze TV with a K K R A Z E TV. Just look for the official Craze TV logo and uh, Anchor FM. Look for a new episode next week. Thank you, guys. Adios. I'm your man for every land. (laughs) You're going to need a bigger boat.